0: Welcome to After Pulse, the extra podcast from the host of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode.
1: All right, so that that was a fantastic episode.
2: It was I, a fantastic episode.
1: I, I feel like in some ways, like it's a, and, and we touched on this during the episode, but I think it's interesting that it also happened during the episode where you think about things like when you do a talk, you, when you develop that talk, you kind of touch on things. You're like, Oh, I didn't even realize I knew that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be sharing this with people. Uh, And I feel like in a way that this episode encapsulated that a little bit with the, you know, Oh, no, I actually really do really know how to navigate a CFP pretty, pretty well. Mm -hmm. I really do know how to, how to tailor my talks to the audiences that I'm delivering them to. Um, And it was great to have two experts like Kat and Vicky to, to kind of bring their expertise to the table and share it with everybody.
2: Mm -hmm. And, and also I think it was a good for, uh, I I loved the fact that we, when we were chatting about this show and the guests that we were going to have and the topics we were going to cover one part of the conversation felt like it was talking about speaking, like speaking at conferences, technical speaking, you know, having slides that you're, you're talking to, um, that type of speaking, But I also wanted to touch on just public speaking in general. Uh, To me, I get much higher anxiety, standing in front of people, without slides, without like a talking point that I feel expert in. You know what I mean? And I think, but it's still, they're they're. It's all part of the same like problem, of uh maybe not problem but challenge of like just pu- fear of public speaking i think and yeah uh, to me uh, what i mentioned in the ep- episode was the thrill of it it's scary af and that's why <laughs> no i doubt. love it
1: yeah like i mean it, 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 it has that roller coaster aspect right like you get on a roller coaster even though like in the back of your mind you know it's not dangerous but because they move so fast your body doesn't have the time to say, listen, you're safe. Everything's fine. You're going to be okay. Sure. You're, you're flight or flight. And I think that it's the same way with public speaking. Like even even as much as I've done this, um, whether it's public speaking or just being on stage, playing in a band, whatever, there is a moment of sheer terror. Like it, it, sometimes it's just a couple seconds as your foot like takes the first step to get up on that stage or to get in front of that microphone to take the podium. Yeah. Um, and it's nerve wracking, but at the same time, like, three seconds later, maybe 30 seconds later, let's be fair. 30 seconds later, you're in it and you're doing it and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things that we didn't talk about so much is one thing that you want to keep in mind if you want to get into public speaking. Your crowd wants you to succeed. No one wants to see you fail. They want you to be awesome. They are supporting you being up there. They came to see you. Absolutely. Um, Keep that in mind when when you're getting up there. No one out there is there to laugh at you. They're not there to make fun of you. They're not there to tear you down.
2: This isn't a Yankees game. Nobody's gonna throw anything at you, right?
1: I mean, I don't I don't know if I'd say Yankees game. I don't know if that's <laughs> what I'd say go that with. You got a
2: Yankees hat on. I, I know,
1: I know. Um, I, I picked that up.
2: You're right. I, I wanted to point touch on that too. Is like this you do have this like safety net. The audience is your are your friends and they're there to hear from you. They came, they chose to come to you. You know, it's kind of like a concert. Uh, they they're there for you and they're there to mm-hmm. support you, and maybe you forget the lyrics, or maybe uh, you know, hit the wrong note or something but they still they still are there uh for you and i think that's a big part i've had to like overcome and it, it, yeah it's but the the fact remains that like i think i don't know if this is still a fact but i i know somebody has shared this with me many times one of the scariest people one of the scariest things people if you ask them what are, what are the scariest things are public speaking is uh, is right up there
1: oh it's definitely in the top five yeah
2: and that's what we do for a living mm-hmm. And I think that that's like something not everyone in DevRel does. I think that's another important thing, too, is like you don't have to, you know, do this public speaking, standing in, on stage, talking to slides. There's plenty of other things, but you might find yourself speaking to a large audience, you mm-hmm. know, like in a more casual setting. And I just think that 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 being able to communicate to an audience is something that I've had to work on. And um, it does feel. Part and partial to to DevRel to some degree.
1: Yeah, I I think that it was definitely more of a specific focus in the early days of DevRel when you were generally a single individual um, working. There there was no organization. There was a DevRel team. Um, You were a a single individual working in an organization, and you were expected to be blog writer, documentation mentor, um, maven of all things case study, along with being a stage presence and a face for the company. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore, and, and probably that's good. Um, at the same time, I think being well-rounded in Devrel helps you with all those things because a lot of times the talks that I develop end up being blog posts, end up being you know case studies with people, end up being like a quick Twitch stream or something like that. Yeah. It's it's not you know these things are no they're not mutually exclusive, yeah. um, but you know you can rely on certain people to do certain things, and I I've always known that my strongest thing is is not shutting up. Um, I am really I'm really good at
2: speaking to <laughs> know your strength speech.
1: Yeah, I mean, all humility aside, I'm I'm really good at speaking. Yeah, I'm I do a great job. It's always a surprise to me that people say that. It's always a surprise to me when my talk gets accepted. It's like a little mm-hmm. gift. Um, which actually yeah, reminds I... me of something else we didn't talk about, which is expecting rejection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, it's gonna happen. Everyone yeah. gets rejected. Um, Absolutely. you'll never know on the other side of that CFP what ideas are being ported about, like what not every. you know, we talked with, with Vicki and Kat about be as clear as possible with your abstract, but also, Hey, organizers, be as clear as possible about what you want from speakers at your
2: event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we tried to gear this whole thing towards like early dev rel people, you know, the, the ones who are looking to get maybe speaking opportunities and that kind of thing. And I mentioned I've had to work on my own public speaking uh, and just getting more comfortable. And a lot of that has been choosing to just focus on the things that I know I'm, I'm, I'm good at, you know, I have Mm -hmm. fears about being on stage and just in front of people. Um, but I feel like when I have a good story in my head and I have some, you know, details about something I can, I can, I can tell a good story. And that's Uh maybe been like the single thread, um, that's been with me my whole life is that if i'm passionate about a subject whatever that might be might be bluegrass music might be something completely different off you know from tech stuff but i will sit there and just talk for hours and i think finding oh yeah that thing and 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 recognizing I'm a, i can story tell a little bit i can do it in songs i can do it in writing in blog posts and and then i pushed it to the next thing well i can do it in 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 larger things like books even. And once you've figured out how to like tell a story, then all you do is convert those into slides and then Mm -hmm. do what you were talking about. For me, my practice was have the slides there, forget about them. Don't try to rely on them and just wander around with something in your hand, like it's your microphone and just talk about the stuff. Don't worry about the slides. Don't worry about, you know, the notes in the slides because they're there to see, you know, see and hear from you. And if you're just reading, then why not just hand them the thing to read? Oh,
1: my God. the yeah, big, Biggest biggest public speaking tip, and I don't care if you're in tech, if you're in college, uh, you're in fifth grade. I don't care. Do not just make a bunch of slides with bullet points on them. My God, no one wants to see it. Um, you're not. What you're saying is I have information to give to you that in know this could have been an email. It's like the whole meeting could have been an email. This presentation could have been an email. Yeah. Um, I, you know, for people that have seen me speak, a lot of times I have pictures Um, and maybe a few links, maybe specific code snippets, depending on on what I'm talking about, but like, you know, screenshots, but for the most part, like my slides are pictures. There's not a lot of writing. I don't want Mm -hmm. you to be reading.
2: Well, we're there Um, to teach you and and we want you to like, maybe even use the slides as resources. So, so Mm -hmm. there might not be, you know, we don't want to just like use only images, which I've done talks like that too, especially lightning talks. But I do agree. Like bullet points aren't that helpful it's more you know, keep the keep it to something that yeah, the, the slides might...
1: a, I, sh- I should clarify a little bit. it's it's not saying you don't you shouldn't have bullet points at all, but you shouldn't have bullet points and then consistently read those bullet points. Yes. it's fine to have an ordered list of things or an unordered list of things on your slides. That is perfectly perfectly acceptable. Um, what is not right is when you then say, I will now read exactly what each of these bullet points.
2: No, because if you think about, like, if I was to ask you what was your favorite, what's your favorite talk of all time from someone in DevRel, you know, and, and I've got one, um, it, it 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 ushers in an emotion. You know, it made mm-hmm. me think and it made me feel. And maybe it was because that person was funny. Maybe it was because that person was, like, touching. They, they like, had a very nice Personal story that they shared, but they—that's the main thing—is that they shared like the story arc that, right. that started off with something that caught my attention. Oh, I'm going to put down my phone and not tweet for a minute and like listen to what this person is talking about. You got me. You hooked me. And then and then the story just kind of creeps up from there. And it's it's storytelling. And I think if you 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 know feel like you can sit down and talk and tell stories, and then you start thinking about it in the format of like the the arc. Um, it makes a huge difference feeling prepared going on, on stage, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, you know, you got this, you, this is a story you've told a hundred times. You've just got some supporting slides back here, but um, just to keep you on that arc, but right. otherwise you're, you're going to be fine.
1: You know, this right. roller
2: coaster will be over soon. You're going to get off and you know, love it.
1: And yeah, I, I mean, and, and if you're anything like me, you're going to run back to the front of the line and be like, "I want to do it again." <laughs>
2: um,
1: I, I it, there's there's also we should mention this because I've had a few conversations about this over the past few years. Um, there's also there's also like a post talk downtime. You might like like you know they talk people have the runner the runner's high. They mm-hmm. have to come down off the runner's high before you kind of re-engage with society. Um, I remember you know when I played hockey or my son played hockey, I was in a thing called a hockey head. Like you're not quite your endorphins are at a million Mm -hmm. and you're ready to like, you got, it takes some time to calm down. It is completely acceptable to tell people like, Hey, I'm happy to talk to you. Give me like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Give me five minutes and I'll be happy to talk to you in the hallway. Answer any of your questions. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Remember like you're, you're the reason they're there to see be a good community citizen. Just make your needs very transparent. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing. If, if you don't want to do questions on stage, I know a lot of people don't like questions on stage. Because it can be a rocky road very quickly, mm-hmm. um, a slippery slope. Um, That's fine. Make that clear to the conference organizers before you actually accept the talk. Um, let them know, like, hey, you gave me a forty-minute slot. I'm going forty minutes. I'll take questions off stage after the fact. Yeah, totally acceptable way to behave.
2: Um, yeah, honestly, I think that that feels to me how how a lot of them go. Um, maybe they offer a little bit of room for just a question or two at the end. But I, I feel like I'm this way too. Is like I. I would much rather wait and, and try to snag that person in the hallway rather than steal more time away from the program or mm-hmm. I don't know, like just, I again, it goes back to me not liking the, the, the uh, audience attention on me. I don't even want to like ask a question because I hate that so much, but, <laughs> but I will, when I'm done talking, like I'll step off stage and uh, you know, people will come up with some questions. My process is usually to say, uh, I just want to get us out into the hall as quickly as possible. Cause I feel like if you're hanging out by the stage, you're probably slowing down, like the swap out of whatever's going on. You're just in the way plus you're right. making noise. Um, so I'm usually like grabbing my, my stuff and saying something like let's head out to the hall and, you know, ca- catch right. up out there. Uh, and I miss all those things uh, about, about the process. About-
1: yeah. Although th- there's, there's certain things I don't miss, like, you know, and these, these are, these are also some pro level Pro, I've given 300, 400 talks in my lifetime. Make sure that when you say, hey, let's go talk in the hall, that you don't walk off with a lapel mic. Um, <laughs> make sure That's that you point. don't steal dongles accidentally. Um, I I right now have like three or four clickers, only one of which I bought. Um, and I know who they belong to. And they're like, no, I have backup because I'm going to leave them somewhere. Um, it, like, keep track of your credit. Like, it's, 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 it's tough, but like, you know, the, the key thing is like, you know, a little bit of focus on the logistics of things. Um, is it goes a long way. People are willing to wait a couple of seconds while you take a microphone off. Yeah. people are willing to wait a couple of minutes while you pack your laptop up. Um, that's fine, but it's kind of rude to the next speaker if you're taking your time not doing any of those things and answering questions at the front of the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, i'm'm I'm, I'm more of a let me get the hell out of your way. Mm-hmm. um kind of person.
2: Well, before we before we wrap up here, uh, I guess one last piece of advice for me. Just thinking back on how I got got my speaking opportunities and and, and career going, um, meetups were a big part of it. I feel like huge part. That's that's you. Know, people are always looking for speakers there, and so I I I can remember my first meetup actually speaking speaking at a meetup. It was the uh, Boston DevOps Days, and I gave an Ignite talk called uh, DevHops. Uh, it was just, you know, doing your really. You talked
1: about you talked about beer.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's surprise. Okay, uh huh. Yep. It was um. Yeah, it was about beer. Uh, trying to weave in the story of DevOps as you can probably. Uh,
1: yeah, it. I'm sure. I'm sure, there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah, so yeah, anyway, it went well.
2: Uh, there was great pizza, and I made a lot of good friends in Boston that night, who are still today friends uh, in the DevOps community, DevOps Days community. Um, and you know, from there that led to another meetup speaking opportunity. And then I started, uh, just showing up at DevOps days and trying to do ignites. And, you know, it was scary. It's like being the first one out on the dance floor sometimes back in Mm -hmm. junior high. It's like, Oh God, I just, I know I got to put myself out there, but man, it's scary.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, we talked about how it was different, but I mean, and you kind of escalate from like, Hey, I'm speaking at this meetup. Hey, I'm doing this lightning talk or ignite. Hey, I'm doing a full talk. Hey, I'm on a big stage. Now I'm emceeing. Um, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm the keynoter at this, you know, gigantic, you know, 70,000 person conference and it could happen that fast. But I think that before you even reach that level, look, look, look the other way. Look for people that I, my philosophy has always been look for people that don't look like me, Mm -hmm. help them out, help, you know, reach down, lift them up to your level, help them become speakers, teach them the ropes, um, you know, tell them about how they need to ask for the things that they want um, if not demand them. That's right. uh, but that's, I mean, that's, that's our role in DevRel. You want to build a better speaker community, make sure someone else can come up and take your place.
0: This has been another episode of after pulse with Mary thankful at Mary underscore grace on Twitter, Jason hand at Jason hand on Twitter PJ Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter SJ Morris at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter and Wesley Faulkner at Wesley83 on Twitter Learn more at communitypulse.io or at community underscore pulse on Twitter We'll see you next time